This is The Business Chat. All right, and welcome to The Business Brew. I'm here with Chuck Schwartz from Hilton Head, South Carolina. Chuck and I, uh, it's no secret of friends. Uh, I've worked with this man, and we have since split and head to the two opposite ends of the country. So we've been talking more, being further apart than we've ever been. Isn't that right, Chuck? It is absolutely right, Drew. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> it's a pleasure, pleasure to have you as we are uh, experiencing different weather on different time zones now. <laughs> Chuck is an entrepreneur, author, speaker, uh, just a wonderful guy. He's got a very interesting story and background, but I, I've got you here, Chuck Tate, to talk about Chuck's Lemonade. This is your thing. This is your new venture. It's not that new. Talk about Chuck's Lemonade real quick for a few seconds. How long have you been doing it, running it, working on it? So, uh, well, I wrote the book, Chuck's Lemonade, a little uh, around a year ago, Drew. Um, I've been working on it for about five years, um, and we can get to, into all of that, but uh, it's been... It's been a wonderful journey, an absolutely wonderful journey. Great. Yeah. About, okay. So about a five-year project now. And Chuck, yes. you know that before we jumped on this call uh, to, for me to interview as, uh, you, as it were, I wanted to first ask you what you're drinking. But before we do that, I, I do want to make a little plug for Chuck and the book he just mentioned, and we will get back to that. But the book is Chuck's Lemonade, a recipe for, catch this, an inspired, inspired thinking and living finding gifts when life gives you lemons and turning your lemons into lemonade. That's the subtitle of this book. So I have, I had not yet seen a subtitle like that. It's a very specific um, <laughs> book of book of part, part, part biography, part story. There's just a lot of great life lessons and tips. And uh, you can go to chuckslemonade.com right now as you're listening to this interview and pull it up in another tab or browser. Uh, if you're driving, please don't do that. So yeah, just to just to move through to the next step here for the business brew for episode one, man. Welcome. Is what are you drinking? What'd you bring today? Some beer, some coffee? Because it's usually the poison folks are bringing. Well, as you know, Drew, it's always five o'clock somewhere, and it is <laughs> five o'clock on Hilton Head Island. So you are in my happy hour zone. So I am enjoying right now an island coastal lager. Okay. Island coastal is a very, very new um, local microbrewery, uh, two young guys in the Charleston, South Carolina area. And uh, I ran across them on social media and they're raising money right now. And they've, they've, they've developed this wonderful, fresh um, beer made of all natural ingredients. And it is, it is really delicious. Well, we have so many breweries out here that the thing that's going to get a little redundant, but I'm going to have fun. Um, I was talking to I suppose it's my producer, the editor here on this project that I'm going to be drinking a different beer or coffee every episode. Um, real challenge. And I, I, I'll take it. I'll take the challenge to drink a different beer per episode. But I've got Weekend Vibes by Coronado here in the San Diego area. It's a nice crisp IPA. But on that note, as you guys are looking up these uh, craft breweries to our listeners, Chuck and I want to give each other a virtual cheers as we kick off this casual interview. Cheers, my friend. Welcome to the Business Brew. Thank you. Oh, you bet. Happy to be here. This is so fun. This is so fun. Well, listen, we we introed with Chuck's Lemonade, flew past what it is and kind of how you got here, because we want to talk about 
a guy at your age, the ripe age of 39, you know, getting up there, um, I'm teasing, but <laughs> with a career kind of in your rear view in a, in a way, right, that you've made such a transition. It was such a fascinating story as you kind of reached out to me and said, hey, I think, think that's what I'm going to do, that I wanted listeners to kind of understand a little bit of the narrative, what got you here. And I think we'll start by you just give us a refresher. What is Chuck's Lemonade? It, it's a book. I think if folks listen to the podcast heard, they might be looking for it in uh, grocery stores on Amazon. So clarify what we're talking about, Chuck. Absolutely, Drew. Um, so Chuck's Lemonade, as you've described, is a book, but it's more than that. Um, as the title describes, it's a recipe. It's a recipe I created for inspired thinking and living for finding gifts when life gives you lemons. And think about that for a moment. Think about the concept of finding a gift when life has thrown you a struggle and also for turning lemons into lemonade uh it's a way of thinking drew it's a way of living it's it's built on the foundation of the ingredients in my recipe and the ingredients are found inside the word habits think of the word habits as an acronym okay the h is for honesty the a is for acceptance the b is for beach the I is for inspiration, the T is for trust, and the S is for service. So those words uh, are the see. ingredients in the recipe. And more than that, it's it's about using some principles. And I really focus on three principles for getting through your days and living your richest life. And rich not having anything to do with the word money. Think about that for a second. So this and, emotional wellness richness. Yeah, well, th- these three principles, principles that I choose to um, live and practice every day. Uh, the first is gratitude, right? Live gratefully, practice gratitude often. Think more about what you have and less about what you don't have hmm. and what you wish you had, right? And then don't just think about it, celebrate it. Second principle is make your days great. And what I mean by that is you don't have a great day, you make it a great day. It's a choice, right? It's a choice, not a chance, right? Make it a choice to make your days great. And then the third, going back to the ingredients, is live and practice the habits, right? The H, the A, the B, the I, the T, the S, the ingredients in Chuck's Lemonade. Put those all together, you're living a pretty good life, you're living a great life, actually. So the so the tone to Chuck's Lemonade as the brand, I guess, Chuck, if you don't mind me calling it that, is a is it goes back to that, you know, that catchphrase, a term, right, of making making lemonade out of lemons. Am I right? Is that kind of the idea we're going for? Yes. Right. Drew, we all go through struggles, right? We all have challenges. I get it. I've been there, too. That's what Chuck's Lemonade is all about. It's a it's it's a the story mm-hmm. of my life, um, going back to the earliest days, and up until yesterday, and it's all about getting through life's challenges, finding gifts, as I said before, finding gifts mm-hmm. when life gives you lemons, and then turning your lemons into lemonade and living your best life. That's tremendous. No, I I appreciate that. I, so I've read the book, and as I'm kind of going through these questions with you it's more or less for the uh for the listeners and i'm i'm truly i'm truly impressed with what you've what you've done by taking a story that many can relate to and everyone's got a story um and being able to not just 
talk about what you came away with. I think that's an achievement in of itself to be able to openly discuss, you know, pain and shortcomings and things that have disappointed us, right, to say the least. But you've actually kind of turned this into a, you know, these are opportunities. Uh, talk to us about that for a minute. What, do you see these challenges as bad karma, just negativity, just a hey, tough, tough deal? Or is this an opportunity you think each time you know, to, uh, to, to find the positivity or convert that into <laughs> good thoughts or good energy. What, what do you think about that way of looking at life? Well, again, going back to it, right? Life doesn't always go as you planned or as you wished. Right. That's life, right? But it's what you do next that matters most. You can go down the path of woe is me. And, and, and I think without saying too much, we could all imagine what that's going to look like, right? right? Or you could do something different. And you can take the lessons that um, came with all those challenges and, again, look, truly look for. And, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil any of it by giving away the book, but truly look for gifts when yes. those things happen and turn those lemons into lemonade. That's cool, man. I love it. I love the vibe. I love the... The honesty in the book practically i really do because you kind of there's there's grit moments that a lot of a lot of fathers particularly can relate to uh working working men but i see women you know adolescent teens a lot of people could, could benefit from uh, a story like yours so great so taking it to, to the next level here in terms of the the picture of how you got here so thank you we love what we're hearing about chuck's lemonade um the you know the habits acronym and what you're preaching basically in this book of this idea of saying, hey, like life doesn't go as planned, but you've got a story kind of to back that up, right? The book has also got this biography piece to it. Talk to people about, you know, in the high level flyby version, uh, <laughs> what Chuck did before you were in Hilton Head Island talking to me today with the Craftdale, writing books, engaging with folks all over the country. You, you did a few things. You had some different things that you did. You've had kids, you've had a life, you've <laughs> you still have kids. Um, they're getting married, but talk to me about your like your career, right? A lot of folks watching, listening, want to understand uh, what you did before this and and kind of that that turning point. Oh, Drew, it's uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be fifty. Yeah, fifteen seconds, by the way. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be fifty-seven in a few months. So uh, yeah, there's there's a few years in me. Um, I, I think the easiest way to answer that is to kind of um, you know tell you you know. I got married at 20, right? I wow, married goodness. at 20 awesome. to, to my teenage sweetheart and bandmate, right? I was in a rock band in the 80s, um, some wonderful years, phenomenal years making music. Um, but then I, I got married at 20. And, and, and I say that because that was a turning point. And, and I'll describe. Um, at the same time that I got married, I took a union construction job. Uh, on Long Island in New York, the heyday of union construction in New York. And <laughs> what was interesting about that is it turned out to be a job that I hated. Um, sure. But I, but, you know, I was married and I wanted to make money and I had made those decisions. So I stuck with it and I stuck with it for 14 years. Right. Uh, now, now, fast forward and I'm 30 and I have three children. Um, ages six, four, and five months, and I decide to return to college so that I can help myself make a career change and escape the job that I hate. I'm working 80 plus hours a week um, at this job, 
And I, yes, I go back to college and I'm taking classes at night and I'm taking, this is before online and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, all and this I'm, hocus pocus, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm trudging through, um, taking two classes a semester, juggling so coaching soccer and children and everything you could imagine and an 80 hour a week job. And, My goodness. uh, I give myself a crazy deadline to finish, and at 34, I graduate. And in that same year, I make the career change and I begin my white collar career. That takes me now the next 20 years or so, and it's been a terrific career. Um, 20 plus years of C-level sales and business development positions in IT and construction and accounting. And this also included where I met you and my first taste of business ownership um, at the company that you and I worked together. Right, right. And, um, so that's, that's kind of the career, if you will, up until now, um, this author career and this <laughs> speaker career and my Chuck's Lemonade career. Um, so I'm juggling my Chuck's Lemonade with my full-time work where I work for a large national accounting firm uh, named Markham. That's great. Yeah. And, and I, so to pull back a couple highlights from the story, I don't want to, you know, detract you too much, but one, I just have to ask. So for people that heard that line, you said at the beginning, heyday of union construction work in New York, what, what was the theme song? Was that Springsteen? Was that air supply? Like what, <laughs> what was echoing through the, uh, through the, through the, you know, the yards, the construction sites at that time? What comes uh, to mind? This is just a fun trivia question. Oh yeah, definitely a mix of Springsteen and John Cougar Mellencamp and, ah, there it is. and, and Bon Jovi. How's that? <laughs> it was everything we thought you'd say. That's killer, man. Yeah. 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 So in that other picture too of the, you know, the worker pivoting out, looking to get higher education, looking to get training to be qualified for, for work where practically you can see your family and whether you hate the work or whether it's just not the work that's cut out, that, that is almost a slice of your book. That's a piece that struggle right? That I'm sure if you think about it and you probably don't have to think hard of those nights where you're up studying, falling asleep with your head in the book and the long days plus getting out the door and the kids, I just mind blown. I think about that and go, that's, that's tremendous. Around the time I met you, Chuck, you know, yeah, we were in the technology space. Um, I noticed, and I think you had even brought it up when we first met, you were already a journaling guy. Am I, am I right in my instincts there? I, I thought I recall you having this sense of your own, I don't know, man, yoga, quiet time, putting something on paper. But do you think kind of Chuck's Lemonade started then is my point there with that question, you know, or was this something that was really you stopping and writing kind of the biography after you left Texas? So you're close as that. Okay. Very, very, okay. Good. Very, good. Very yes. Yeah. Um, the, the journaling writing author part of Chuck didn't begin when we first met, but it occurred and started around that when, time. In in that time frame, um, it 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 actually began right around 2015, Drew. Yeah. Um, and you know, as you remember, it's 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 a, a bit of a difficult story. Um, sure. But it, but in 2015, having um, achieved business ownership. And, and, and probably the most success I have ever seen in my professional career, um, my business partner uh, lied and stole from me. 
and stole from the company. And it all came to an abrupt end just months later. And, uh, and, and you were there, so you lived through it. You remember it. Um, but that's really when it started. And uh, if it's appropriate, I'll, I'll kind of take you through it now if you'd like to hear about it. Sure, let's hear it. Yeah, so you know, it was in that time frame that I had a choice. Right, um, the world had turned upside down, and uh, you know what was I going to do next? As I said before, and it's a line in the book, read, uh, excuse me, written many times. Life doesn't always go as you planned or as you wished. It's that's life. It's what you do next that matters right. most. Correct. I, at that point, right, you know, my Chuck's Lemonade story. Um, spans my entire life. It spans my childhood, my teens, my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, and my 50s, and deals with all the struggles that I went through. But in reality, lots of folks go through it. That's right. Um, But I chose to write about it. Um, But anyway, now here I am in my 50s, having dealt with so much adversity, and, and there's something I talk about in the book, and that's this concept of yesterday's eyes, and today's eyes. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Well, you know, yesterday's eyes, and this was a term that my counselor um, shared with me. Yesterday's eyes didn't know any better. They didn't know how to deal with it. But but now in my fifties and seeing life through what I'll call today's eyes, and I talk about this a lot in the book. Um, Today's eyes decided, Drew, at that moment to do something different. My partner lied. He stole from me. He took our company with it, with that. And But I decided I was going to channel my energy differently hmm. and do something different. And I began to write down my thoughts. And as you mentioned before, I began this process of journaling and answering the question every day, what am I grateful for? Rather than focusing on what had happened and what was going wrong, I focused on what was right. Sure. Right? And rather than being angry and in fear, I was happy because of I, I knew there were things that were good in my life. And it was interesting because I took this writing, if you will, and I took it to Facebook and I started sharing some of my thoughts and before you know it, people are commenting and liking and, yeah. and, and sharing feedback and my encouragement grew. And, uh, and now fast forward, Drew, um, about five years and about a year ago, I'm sitting on a sandy beach in St. Martin with my now wife, Renee, mm-hmm. and I share with her that um, <laughs> I have about 1,800 pages of these stories. And I said... I should turn this into a book. <laughs> and, the and husband telling the wife, I'm going to write a book. I got all these these poems and <laughs> musings. Yeah. And yeah. And that's literally how it happened. That's great. Yeah. And that's about when, you know, you and I kind of got back in touch and we're talking through the, the transition. I had to catch up a little bit of, you know, you'd made your move. I had, you know, made mine and both of us kind of had moved on after the ending of Company XYZ, as we'll call it today. And so you you have taken this from what I thought would be like, hey, that's so good to hear that you're you're journaling, that you found transition, but you took it further than that, and you you wrote this thing, and you've got a website, and you're speaking, and you're at an event this year that we could talk about in just a, in a moment, 
Sure. But that that piece right there maybe isn't for everybody. But my next question, and I guess the next point really to make is is two well two points. One, I'm sure a lot of folks from 2020 in now, and I don't want to give any more press than is needed to the dreaded uh, C19 from last year and <laughs> into this year. But I'm sure a lot of folks, Chuck, could use you know the message of making lemonade out of lemons, right? With business closure and folks out of work and uh, a myriad of scenarios where there's been lost a life. I mean, this has been a serious deal. And so I feel your message is more timely than ever. I feel it kind of outlives and it's, it lives out beyond just your story, right? And, I, and I'm looking at countless stories that come across, you know, my LinkedIn and Facebook feed and friends and family. And as I kind of looked back at this book before our call and just kind of glancing at the way you close and thinking about habits even now I'm going this is this is a huge message for a lot of people that need to again focus on what you just said there and that's gratitude um, looking at the fact that you do you still have your life do you have your family your business your friends your your mind right a lot of things that we take for granted um, so on that note my question to you kind of in closing because I really wanted this to be a point that you could talk to a listening audience that's hearing this and going man that's me in some way right maybe I'm in my 20s uh, maybe I'm a single mom struggling through that, right? That's a that's a whole different struggle. But your story is a is a metaphor for what a lot of folks are going through. So what would you say to that individual in their sure in their fifties or sixties hearing what you're saying specifically, right? And they go, Yeah, I, I've got something to say. Um, and I would write a book. I would I would love to put my thoughts down and make those first steps. But to really to anybody, what would you say to somebody hearing your message? And I would say specifically they're resonating with you, the pivot you made, right? Out of the out of the line of work, not in your story before, but at the end of kind of a bad blood scenario, what's an encouragement you would give them, no matter their age and their scenario, what's first steps that you wish you could have go, gone back and, you know, told yourself, hey, here's the best use of your time kind of thing. I think a lot of people just don't know where to begin. Well, talk about a loaded question, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Answer that uh, in 15 seconds. Yeah. Well, you know, the best way I believe I can answer that, and I have so many thoughts in my head right now, is, you know, you mentioned before um, when we began uh, that I live on Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. You'll remember, Drew, when, when we met and, and, and we were friends in that company and we worked together, but we also had fun together. That's right. You know, you know one of my dreams was to eventually... Um, move to and retire on Hilton Head. Okay. I yep. know you remember yep. that. So here I am, 50-something years old, and I get the rug, you know, the proverbial rug pulled out from underneath me. And, you know, now I'm living in a place that I don't know that many people, um, far away from where I grew up and lived and friends and family and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and had just built a brand-new home. And now I'm unemployed for the first time in 30 years, right? So what do you do? Yeah. And uh, but it's it's interesting, and I'm going to go back to the gifts, right? So uh, Renee and I take a trip to Hilton Head, um, and literally we took that trip to kind of figure things out. And and one of the things we did was we wrote down things that were troubling us at the time. On little pieces of paper, we threw them in a box. We took that. We're standing on the beach on Hilton Head Island. We took that box. We threw it in the ocean. Little wooden cigar box. 
full of our troubles. And Drew, it was as if it was as if a weight lifted off of us. And she turned to me and looked at me and she said, What are we waiting for? Less than I'm gonna say four months later, we were living on Hilton Head Island. We didn't have all the answers, we didn't have <laughs> right. it all figured out. Yeah. But we took the struggle of the business and the failure and all of that. And we found the gift. Here's an opportunity. What are we waiting for? And I am living my best life ever now. So what would I tell that person? It's never too late, right? It's only too Mm. late. It's only too late when it's too late. So do it. It's never too late. And here's the other thing. And this is a tough one for people. Sure. Trust your gut. The T in habits is for trust. Trust your gut. Yeah, I read that repeatedly in your book. Trust your gut. Okay, okay. And here it is. Your gut doesn't lie to you. You may not be comfortable with what your gut is saying. That's a different story. (laughs) Your gut doesn't lie to you. Your mind lies to you. Your mind tells you, hang in there, or, or things that you want to hear. May not be the right things. Sure. Everyone's different, but trust your gut. Right. So you trust your gut. You took the risk. You did what on paper maybe didn't make a lot of sense. Maybe, and I don't know, Chuck, that friends or family or naysayers to the left or right of you saw you making this change and maybe didn't understand. But I know that that's a lot of what lives in a lot of people's mind when they're looking to branch out, do something different, um, do the thing that they've always wanted to do. And I love the trust your gut mantra. Uh, in other words, you know, trust what you know is what you what you should do, what's right, not where your mind will second guess that, right, and play the risk analysis game and all of that sort of thing. Thank you. That's that's tremendous. That's great. Well, if, if, if you do, right, if you do trust your gut and you live a life of choice, right, and not just chance, but choice, sure. um, there's a much better chance <laughs> And everything is going right. to fall into place, right? But if you don't, if you don't go there, if you don't put it out there, if you don't, yes, life is a risk, right? You 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 get into your car every day. That's a risk. So, really good point. I'm taking a risk having a having a Skype call with you right now in terms of instead of Zoom because I don't really know how this works, but that's <laughs> I'm taking risk all the time. So Chuck, you know, with the, with the theme being the business brew and we've given a nod to our respective local breweries and the, and, and the choice craft hops here that we've got today, I wanted to go back to the business piece and wrap up with some plugs. Yes, because you absolutely took your, you trusted your gut, right? And you, and you drank your own lemonade, um, and you, and you went with this pursuit of what you wanted to do. You knew you wanted to do, and I'm looking at the book. And I'm looking at the website. I see all these things you have going on. And I guess really for the listeners, because there is so much that could be said, just what's next for Chuck's Lemonade? What's what's coming up this year? What else do you plan on doing? I know you've got more than just this book. So give us a couple minutes on what's coming next in 2021. A- absolutely. Well, and, and Drew, what's really interesting and could never have imagined it, but in 2020, um, and, and think about that, right? I published this book in the same, literally two months after COVID, the COVID lockdown happened, right? So, uh, but but I gave myself a self-imposed deadline. I was publishing the book, I did it. 
Um, but that being said, um, crazy enough, um, I published another book last year also, and if I can take a second to talk about that one, I, I published a book titled Huxley the Aquarius, One Dog's Lemons to Lemonade Story, and it's a wonderful children's book on the Chuck's Lemonade theme. Um, it's, it's written about a dog that is rescued from an animal shelter, and this dog goes through his lemons to lemonade story. The book is told in the dog's voice. It's a wonderful book for adults to read to children. Um, it talks about habits for kids and habits that will foster good communication between children and adults, and I highly recommend it. Sorry for the shameless plug. Ah, that's what it's <laughs> Are you telling me you wrote a kid's book? I wrote a kid's book. It's <laughs> wonderful, man. Yes. And uh, also last year, 2020, um, published two journals, or journal challenges as I call them. Um, one is a 30-day ch journal challenge uh, titled, um, What Am I Grateful For Today? And I, it, you, you can find it on my website. Um, another is What Would Make Today Great? And, and I have a third journal coming out very, very soon. And this is a 30-day change your life challenge. And really, the journal challenges are, if you can do them consecutively, 30, 30, and 30, 90 days of a new way of thinking, your life is going to change. Wow. I promise you. All right. The other thing coming up is the book that you shared a little while ago, Chuck's Lemonade, my first book. There will be a second edition coming out this year with a, with a few changes. Um, and I'm working on another, the next Chuck's Lemonade book, um, but also something I'm really proud about, and Drew, you, you, know, you brought up COVID-19, um, a, a group down in Cape Fear, North Carolina, got wind of uh, my book and my writing, and they asked me if I would be a contributor to a local publication called the Cape Fear Voices. It turns out that the publisher and editor of Cape Fear Voices is writing a book called The Great Lockdown of 2020. It's, it's really a book that's gonna give COVID-19, as crazy as it sounds, its place in history. So 100 years from now, like we look back um, on- Kind World of a time War capsule I, sort of thing? Exactly. And um, he accepted um, a, few, a few of my writings, my blog posts, um, but to my surprise, after receiving the blog posts and incorporating them into the book, he, he's dividing the book into three sections, and there's a third section called "What's Next?" Kind of a "What do we What do we do now? Where do we right. go Where do we go here? from here?" Yeah. And he asked me to write the forward for that, so I'm very proud of that. That's wow, coming congratulations. out. Congratulations! Uh, That's great. Thank you. And then, lastly, one other thing I'm doing is something I call Chuck's Lemonade Book Club. Um, and I'm working with groups and organizations um, that are struggling, um, that, that their staff is struggling. And I'm inspiring uh, groups of people. Um, it, it, it's something I call Chuck's Lemonade Book Club. It's a one, once a month over Zoom, right? Nothing's in person any longer, um, at least for now. And, uh, and inspiring groups of people to use the Chuck's Lemonade message and theme and stories sure. to get through their struggles. Wow, that's a ton. I, and we appreciate those plugs. Those are all very different things you're doing. You're a busy guy. 
The book is Chuck's Lemonade, a recipe for inspired thinking and living, finding gifts when you when life gives you lemons and turning your lemons into lemonade. And you can check that out, the children's book. Subscribe to Chuck at chuckslemonade.com. Chuck, what can I say? It was a smashing episode one. It was great to see you. Another sign-off virtual cheers to you, friend. And for all of those of you listening, either by podcast or watching the video, thank you for watching The Business Brew, and we'll see you next time.